Episode number 19. Let's talk about a crime risk factor that's often overlooked, the nature of the premises. This is the Crime School Radio Show, where industry experts discuss the business of fighting crime and prevention strategies for making places safe. Leading today's discussion is security expert, Chris McGoey. Welcome to Crime School. I often get calls from people that own or manage commercial properties, and they're having crime problems. The tone of these discussions usually is one of frustration, because they're expressing to me that they've tried everything to stem the tide of these crime problems. Now, some of them are quite serious. They've had recent incidents of violent crime, anywhere from a, a murder to uh, robberies, assaults with serious injuries. Others have ongoing property crimes with major theft issues and property damage. And they want to do something about it, but everything they've tried has seemingly failed. So they're calling me and they're saying, Chris, what can we do? Tell me what to buy, what to install. Should I hire a guard company? Should I put a fence around the property? Should I install video cameras? Do something with an alarm system? The theme of all of these conversations is that they don't want to change the nature of their business. They just want to overlay some new process, some new layer, some thing, some barrier, some filter that they could put between the criminals and their business and make all the problems go away. I'm here to tell you that these are all temporary fixes. They're like band-aids. You put them on, they'll seem to work well for a while, but eventually they're going to come off and you're going to have to reapply them often. This is a very expensive method that you're going to have to repeat over and over again. It's a definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Well, that's a conversation that I often have is property owners trying to take some shortcut some quick, hopefully inexpensive fix that will solve their problems. So I suppose after they start talking to me, I frustrate them even further when I start peppering them with questions about their business. They don't understand why is it I want to know so many details about their business. You know, just help me. Just tell me what to do now, tomorrow. I'll do it. And I'm going, well, hang on. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about your business. How are you operating your business? And, and just lots and lots of questions. Well, what I know, and I guess what they don't know, at least initially, is that a major crime risk factor in operating any commercial property is the nature of the premises. I got to tell you, after decades of working in this field, I've solved more serious crime problems on commercial property just by understanding fully the nature of the premises and then applying tweaks to the nature of that business and resolving much or most of the crime problems that were occurring there. Let me give you some examples. Think about the difference between, let's say a retail store, let's say it's a flower shop and it's open six days a week. It's in a retail, small retail shopping center. It's open from 9 a.m. until 8 p.m. That business is going to be pretty benign. There's not going to be a lot of criminal activity associated with it. 
They're not going to have any, any major theft problems. It's not a type of business where you're asking people to come and hang out. Compare that to a nightclub at the other, I guess, most radical extreme. A business that's open late, let's say till 2 a.m. The business that sells alcoholic beverages. A business that is inviting young people to commingle and to, to dance, to listen to entertainment. The nature of these two businesses are entirely different, but they could reside together in the same shopping center. Which one is going to have the most serious or most frequent crime problems? Well, the answer is pretty obvious, isn't it? Just because the nature of the premises. If they're both located in the same shopping center, you might expect that these two different business types would be exposed to the same crime problems. But in truth, they're not. Because each business is inviting a different type of customer at a different time of day for different activities. The flower shop, they're not inviting customers to hang out, to spend any time, to interact with others, and be under the influence of some intoxicating beverages, much like uh, the nightclub situation. Let me give you another example. Let's talk about a restaurant that has been in business for five years. They provide regular meals, regular menu. Their hours are typically 10 a.m. to, let's say, 9 p.m. And they have a beer and wine license. And they've operated pretty much crime-free for those five years. Now, all of a sudden, they get the idea to generate extra income. They want to extend their hours. They want to extend their services. They want to change their beer and wine license to a full liquor license. They want to start providing entertainment now. They want to shut down the kitchen at 10 p.m. and become just a club after hours until 2 a.m. And then they start marketing heavily to an entirely different market than they did before. Now they're acting more like a nightclub after hours, aren't they, than a restaurant. So in this example, they've changed pretty much entirely the nature of the business. The clientele, the hours of operation, they're providing entertainment. So all of a sudden, they're going to start experiencing crime problems that they never had before. This restaurant tenant within the shopping center is now impacting the shopping center, aren't they? And the tenants that might be next door that were once operating a business next to this quiet, nice restaurant, now they have a nightclub next door that could impact their business. What about these banks that offer after-hour services? They all seem to have drive-through lanes now, don't they? They have walk-up ATM machines. Now they're inviting customers to come on the premises after hours to conduct financial transactions when the rest of the bank is closed. All the employees of the bank are long gone home. Any adjacent businesses that were open during the day providing traffic are now closed and gone. So now you have kind of an isolated setting and you're inviting customers to come and use your ATM, for example, at three o'clock in the morning to a device that dispenses cash out on the street. That's kind of an obvious example. You've changed the nature of your premises. You changed it from one that might have been relatively safe or moderately safe during the day to now one that may not be safe at all at night. I can tell you many horror stories about hotel properties that leased out a ballroom 
to a group of individuals that said they're having just this company gathering. Unbeknownst to the hotel operators on the night of this event, here comes this full-blown party that was heavily marketed on the internet and social media about this hot party. And all of a sudden, all these young people descending on the property, giving you problems that you didn't anticipate, didn't plan for. You completely changed the nature of your premises, and now you have a situation. Convenience stores is another example. They're late-night operations, 24-hour, so they're higher risk anyway. But if they start changing the nature of the premises, like they decide they want to cash checks for customers and start operating a full-blown check-cashing business, it changes that whole profile, doesn't it? It makes it much more of a higher risk for robbery and other crimes. Another common example is parking lots. Parking lots are attached to many different things, but they can have several different uses throughout the course of a day. For example, in a city, a parking lot may be used during the day for business traffic. In the early evening, it might turn over to restaurant traffic or entertainment traffic. And at nighttime, it could turn over completely to those that are attending nightclubs and are out drinking heavily. So those people that pass through that parking lot can be of a completely different mix on several different times of the day. So the nature of the premises could change throughout the course of the day. So I talk to these customers about their crime problems. These are the kind of things that I'm probing for. What's the nature of your premises? What is the intended use? And what is the actual use? Oftentimes, that's what I come across. A landlord of a shopping center may lease a space to a restaurant, for example, and the intended use was one thing, but after they got in place, it sort of morphed into something else without telling them. Then it turns into something they didn't buy into, and they don't bother to step in and enforce the terms of their lease and insist that this tenant conform to the business type that was agreed upon at the time of lease. So what I often do, I look at the nature of the premises. Is there some tweak? Is there some fix we can apply that might resolve these crime issues? Sometimes it's the type of business that's drawing the wrong crowd. And sometimes by making changes, sometimes they're subtle, sometimes they're drastic. Just changing the nature of the business can impact that crowd. They're no longer invited uh, to the property and your problems seemingly go away with it. I've had to address some situations that the premises was a 24-hour operation. The crime rate is, is very significant, and you could tie it to that window of time when the sales are the lowest. I've seen solutions where just simply limiting those hours would eliminate the majority of that traffic, that bad traffic, that undesirable traffic. I deal with apartment property owners and managers all the time about crime issues, and we have similar discussions. And towards the end of this discussion, it always comes down to that the majority of the crime problems that they're experiencing are coming from just a small percentage of the tenants that live there. So you very quickly discover that you can resolve many of the problems that come up in rental housing in the office just by tightening up procedures just by having strong lease guidelines in place, background screening, and then strict rule enforcement, and controlling the nature of the premises. If you're the architect of your property, you can make it any way you want. So if you put strict rules for leasing and for conduct in place, 
then you can control the nature of your premises to one of a quiet and kind of benign residential housing. Just to kind of sum up, a major crime risk factor is the nature of the premises. If you could look at your, how you operate your business, and is it operating in the intended manner? If not, reel it in, bring it back to your initial intended use and see if most of your crime problems don't go away. If you're operating a business and it's just too hard to manage, the, the crime risk and crime loss is too great, then you need to consider changing the nature of the premises. It might be subtle, it might be a series of steps, it might be radical, but it will have a direct impact. And then you don't have to uh, suffer that ongoing and expensive maintenance of trying to control crime problems day after day after day to the point where the crime becomes serious and the potential of injury is great. And now you bring in another aspect of the equation, liability and litigation for your failure to make changes to the nature of your premises. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I try to present a variety of educational topics, but keeping with the theme of making places safe for people and property. The subject matter of Crime School is influenced by your feedback, so I encourage you to tell me about your ideas for future discussion. I'm always looking for a guest. If you have a particular crime or loss prevention expertise, you have a special legal background about liability, you have an interesting crime prevention product to review, or if you're a crime victim with a motivating story and outcome to share, I want to talk to you. Now, I'm not very active on social media. I'm old. What could I say? I don't quite get it, but I'm trying to learn. Meanwhile, I appreciate those who are active in social media to share these episodes to attract others who may want to learn and benefit from this content. In fact, if you have an iTunes account and you want to help others find Crime School, please leave us a five-star rating and review. That will really help us be discovered. I invite you to join the Crime School community. We're all like-minded people. You could provide your email address on any web page, any opt-in form on the Crime School website. In this way, you'll receive immediate notification of any new audio or video episodes published, or any special events for that matter. Thank you for participating in Crime School and for doing your part in making places safe. This is the Crime School Radio Show with your host, Chris McGoey. We invite you to comment on today's topic and join the Crime School community. For more information and show notes from this episode, please visit crimeschool.com.